0: Hey everybody, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck, and I'm so excited you're with us today. I believe you're going to be excited you're with us today because of the guest that I get to interview right now, and uh, Pam and I would definitely say that she is one of our all-time favorite people, and I already know you're going to love her. You're going to love hearing from her, and it's on a very important subject that we want you to be aware of. We're going to be talking about uh, what's happening in the area of child exploitation and sex Trafficking and slavery, and uh, I—it's really—it's been said, but it's true. More people are enslaved today in our current present day than any time in the world's history. So, what happens when someone chooses to make a difference? What happens when someone says, "You know what? I know the problem's real, but I can't sit on the sidelines. I have to be a part of the solution." Well, what happens is you get somebody like my friend uh, and someone I love, Kaylee Housewright. So, Kaylee's on right now, and uh, Kaylee you really are one of my favorite people, one of Pam's favorite people. And I got to say this. I, um, I don't, I just got to say, I'm not even going to mitigate. I am so proud of you. Uh, when we first met you, we loved you. You were a young college age girl who wanted to change the world, had a love for Christ. You shined out. And then I've watched this journey you've gone on so now you've gotten your master's degree, you're, being, uh, uh, you're doing counseling, you're a wife to an amazing man, you're a mother, and you've also been a part of seeing people set free um, from some of the worst evils imaginable. So you know what? I think when we first met you, no one had an idea you'd be going this way.
1: No, I was just the... Um young girl really wanting to go on a missions trip because my best friend did and wanting to learn more about the Lord. And that was the launching. That was my way to jump forward and where God, I feel like really started to orchestrate what was to come.
0: Yeah. So, so you know (laughs) that when you put yourself in the hands of God, you're going to go on a great adventure, right?
1: Oh, amen. More than you could ever imagine. And he has it planned out you can try to plan it yourself and he takes that pin right back thank the lord <laughs> <and write it laughs> himself. all
0: right so now i know it but i want to have everyone else to talk about uh your journey T- tell about where you started uh and then the kind of the steps that god took you on and then where you are today
1: yeah so i was uh introduced to crossroads through my older brother jared wilson And um, he was heavily involved, so I, one, just looked up to him and wanted to do what he did and was really kind of molding my heart for the Lord and started to get involved. And it was at a really pivotal point in my life, so I had just experienced my own sexual assault as a teenager and was trying to figure out uh, how to heal, how to to learn, how to grow, how to move forward, quote-unquote. And it wasn't until one of my best friends, who I still look up to today, um, who was, you know, raised in Crossroads, Brooke Blomberg, um, came home from her missions trip from Africa doing medical. And she, you know, had brought to my awareness, which a lot of it's about awareness and talking to people, that there were so many individuals around the world who had experienced what I had experienced, but thought that they were alone in it and thought that they couldn't heal, they couldn't grow, they blamed themselves. And uh, so I went on my first missions trip with Crossroads to Africa. It's where I met Diana Bautista, who's my co-founder for Free Rain and the director for Sheer Love International. And we were on that trip together. She saw a need for a trade program. I just, I had a heart. Um, but God really needed to mold my heart in it to be able to stay in my lane and do it correctly, not cowboy rescue and save the world. Um, and so we ended up with Crossroads support. We went back and we, um, after our own healing from our past, were able to speak on you know, anti-abuse and self-worth, anti-rape, and on our way actually, our second time to um, Africa together, we had a layover in Amsterdam. And so for those who don't know, there is a vast red light district in Amsterdam. You know, it's a pivotal place to really learn and know what's occurring in the world of trafficking. And we decided we were going to go and pray with our eyes open. And we saw a girl dressed up to be 14 in the windows dressed up to be 14. And we both looked at each other and without saying anything i think that's kind of when god was like hey you're on this path and now i'm going to i'm going to shift the sails just a little bit and that really, I think, started our journey into the awareness of trafficking, the reality of sexual exploitation and trafficking. And so we continued to go back. We um, went our separate ways. I at first wanted to sell everything and move to Africa and save the world. And um, thankfully, my grandfather before he passed told me that if you truly want to be selfless and you truly want to help others, then you can't deny them of your fullest potential. And, um, that's when I went back to get my education because I knew that I needed that in order to do the best that I could for those around me and myself, um, and for the Lord and Diana continued to be the vessel of life that she is. And, and went around the world, um, working with alongside organizations and crossroads opening salons, and it just ended up working that I was working in Thailand, um, and she was in cambodia and she ended up hopping over for a training program i was doing and that at the end of that summer then free Rain international was born and within free Rain international thanks to support like crossroads we've been able to implement a training program um restorative programs we have sheer love so free now that blossomed like a flower in concrete during covid and we're just continuing to be on this now decade of a journey um, thanks to the support that we have from all around us.
0: So I want everyone to know, uh, tell everybody, let's start with sheer love, uh, what exactly that is. Because I, I'll i tell you what, whenever, and this is so fun, I love to share Christ. So whenever I get my hair cut, uh, that's always going to come up. And I've actually had uh, some hairstylists come to know Christ through being able to tell them about what sheer love does. So tell everybody what sheer love does.
1: Yeah, sheer love is gosh, it's just amazing. This was Diana's vision and heart. And so we get to work with incredible survivors the majority of them coming out of the brothels who are being sold in in Thailand and Africa and they come into this training program that we have it's like a year-long training program like you would in the United States and they get trained in cosmetology we have a barbering program now and they alongside getting trained in a trade that they can use to make an honest living they also get discipleship they get clinical counseling they get to go to the doctors and And um, throughout this program, at the end of it, they get to take an exam in the country and get licensed in the country for this work. It's absolutely incredible. So they then can choose to stay, and some have, and then raise others and be a part of that process. Uh, Or they get to venture out and they have the ability to work anywhere in the country.
0: Yeah. So what I love about it, it's very, very, um, it's a real answer to a huge problem where a girl or a boy or a young man or a young girl, uh, who are being trafficked sexually are enslaved, are rescued out. And then Mm -hmm. we, we tell them about Jesus. You get them clinical counseling so they can have healing from the trauma they've gone through and they're taught a trade, an actual trade so they can actually live, uh, which I love that holistic approach.
1: Yes, a multifaceted approach. Everyone, you included, who's watching, everyone deserves a team. Everyone deserves someone to come alongside them in so many in so many ways. And so we really wanted to take that approach of mind, body, soul, spiritual, um, because we believe that's what God would do. God's the best therapist, he's the best doctor, yeah. he's the best yeah. at everything. And so we wanted to make sure that being the body of Christ, we provided every part of the body for these, these gems.
0: Which I love, love, love that we get to be a part of that. And uh, yeah. so now Free Rain. talk about Free Rain.
1: Yeah, so Free Rain International, you can think of it kind of like the umbrella of the nonprofit. So it's the umbrella nonprofit that holds these programs. So it's within Free Rain International. And the reason that we collectively came together, there was a small group of us and came up with Free Rain, is because the first girl that was in Sheer Love Program was named Rain, and she was the first girl that we were able to get out of who chose to come out of the brothels and be within the program that okay, first year. I didn't
0: year. know that. That's cool.
1: Yes. So it's so we came up with Free Rain International, and she has just gone on to do absolutely in, awe-inspiring, awe-inspiring things. And so it's the umbrella nonprofit that holds and houses our different programs with Sheer Love, um, our Injustice Response Training, and then now our So Free program.
0: Wow, wow, wow. Well, I love it, I love it, I love it. So, um, you personally experienced trauma, um, through um, a, an assault, a sexual assault that happened. So, how has God used that for your own healing, but also to want to give comfort and healing to others?
1: Absolutely. So for me, I very much so sat in the same well that I think so many others did when Brooke came to me in feeling that one, it's your fault, and two, that you're all alone. And doesn't the enemy just love to isolate us and allow for negativity and implosion to happen within isolation and silence? And so for me, I didn't know how I could move forward from rape and abuse, and I um first and foremost, I had to give it to God. I had to stop trying to think that I needed to be perfect, that I needed to to cure and fix myself and heal my body before I could come to the Lord and say, I need help and I I need care. And so for me, a lot of it is one, not only giving the empowerment of what the Lord gave to me for others, but the vitality of sitting in the well with someone. And how it was presented to me is that, you know, God came on, you know, Jesus came on earth and Jesus died. Okay, so there's this, this part. But what, the in-between is what's so important. The, the sitting in that well, the coming on this earth and going through belittlement and abuse, being stripped, humiliated, and experiencing all that he knew that we would experience to truly let us know that we are not alone. And so that's kind of been my why and my heart posture component. Like you talked about this last service of our heart posture and God knowing our heart of how why it's so important to sit in that well with people that he says there's a time to mourn that he says there's a time to lean to lean into that emotion um in order for him to take those ashes and turn them into something beautiful and what happened recently with COVID? of you know i truly believe it's that flower and concrete you don't think something incredible can come from it one i feel like i'm living proof of the restoration god has but also we have that new program so free that came this time that no one would ever expect something wonderful to come out of.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, um, before we move to the next thing I want to talk to you about, if someone's watching and the high, high likelihood, this will apply to them, they've had uh, a moment where they were victimized. Um, I'm hearing you say, number one, you're not alone. No, you're not alone. And number two, no, it's not your fault but know that God can bring healing. Is that what you're, that's kind of what I'm summarizing. You just said.
1: Yeah. God can bring healing and not only through him, but the vessels that he has on this earth to come alongside you. Like I said, everyone deserves a team. You deserve healing and normalizing the fact that unfortunately this is a terrible thing that happens daily, Mm -hmm. daily, every nine minutes, CPS, is able to substantiate or find evidence to claim for child sexual abuse every nine minutes. And so one, you are absolutely not alone, but because of that, we need to normalize the conversation around it and say, it's okay with mental health care, with you know, healing from sexual uh, assault or any sort of trauma that you're not supposed to be alone in it. It's through relationship in those situations that we are traumatized and the enemy tries to relish. And so then it's through relationship that God says that we can heal through relationship with him and through relationship with his children around us.
0: See, and I love the fact you're emphasizing people need a team. They need the relationships. Um, Because one of the things I believe as a pastor, but also as someone who does counseling, is that when trauma like that occurs, uh, it's not a good idea to try to do all the healing on your own. It's kind of like, you know, if you need a doctor, yeah, you know, if you get a wound, it's better to have a doctor stitch you up than try to do it yourself. And so you actively, you're actively involved in helping people, um, find freedom from the trauma and free and and healing from what occurred.
1: Yes. And I also, I have my own therapist. I I'm a therapist who has her own therapist. I, you know, a doctor should have a doctor and we all need Jesus. Um, it's so important that we realize that we're not supposed to do this on our own. Like I said, we were created for relationship and, um, Feel free to stop me but mark clark said something about the fact that we we were never supposed to be met with trauma and i think sometimes people forget that we were created the tree of life was on earth god had this incredible plan and then then happened. we were never we're not supposed to know how to handle this it's not that god gives us never gives us more than we can handle oh my gosh my my assault that was more than i could handle He doesn't give us more than we can handle with him and with others alongside us. That's how I personally and professionally feel.
0: Oh, you're 100% right. Yeah, because one of the things that um, we know is that one of the highest likelihoods of someone recovering is having a good support system, a team. And so we all need that. And you have a ministry that provides that for people.
1: Yes, we want to make sure that people are being, you know, not living in fear, but more so living in a environment and culture of being forever learners and realizing that we need each other, that we need to continue to be aware and not live in denial that these things happen to others as well as to ourselves and our own and and treating everyone as our own in that situation.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. So one of the things that um, would be worth saying right now, because you had mentioned to me this before, is that during the COVID season, it seems like things are getting worse in the area of exploitation and abuse.
1: Yes, unfortunately we are seeing a huge, I'm really interested with the statistics um, next year, but we're seeing a huge rise in sexual assault, child sexual abuse, um, trafficking cases. And I think that that'll continue to arise while this is happening. While While so many important factors are taking place in order to keep us physically healthy, um, the mental health side effect of what's going on and the risk factors that come with trafficking and abuse have to do a lot with isolation, with being in an unhealthy home. And so for many children, if they're not experiencing it already within their home, because the majority of abuse that occurs for kids, 93% is happening from someone that they personally know, Mm -hmm. uh, then they are seeking other community or outside resources, which a lot of times lands them in the hands of perpetrators and traffickers. That's not an abnormal thing to be occurring um, in our society by any means.
0: Yeah, and um, that kind of evil is too real. And so um, one of the things you shared with me too earlier is that a message you want people to hear is the problem's real.
1: Yes, I, obviously I've been in this for a while. And so it has always been very real to me, at least for the last decade or so. And it's fascinating to be met with many individuals who are saying this can't be real, or it's just not, it's not happening. This isn't happening. And especially to those who are believers and who are listening. My response to that is, again, look where we're living. We're in the fallen world this is exactly what would be happening. What does what God take as the most sacred thing is you know, marriage and children, the next generation and sex that are supposed to be these sacred things. So what is going to occur on this fallen world that the enemy really wants to manifest? Child trafficking, rape and torture of children. And I think the worst thing that we can do is be in denial of it happening because that's what the enemy would want. It's for us to turn our cheek And to pretend so that it can continue to flourish.
0: Yeah. And and the other thing is we, you know, you are actually a part of making a difference, you know, and so if we don't know the problems real, it's going to keep going when we finally go, okay, we're going to do something about this. Uh, You've seen uh, people rescued uh, girls and boys, by the way, I want to make sure everyone knows it's girls and boys. And we've seen them find healing and we've seen them find hope and, and joy and a future uh, so you've seen that, right?
1: Yeah, I have I have literally seen it. Um I have not I've heard it. I've been a part of the process through technology recently. We just worked with a minor and um and she's now being repatriated back to the United States because she's actually American. And it is happening. The youngest that we've personally worked with, that Diana literally was in the hospital with her during the first part of her healing. She was two years old, and that's when she First came to us was when she was two. We're seeing this happen, and you can talk to human trafficking task forces um, or you know law enforcement in your own city. Talk to city council and see what's happening. But we're seeing it happen not only you know in utero because trauma happens in utero too for those who are assaulted while pregnant, but as children as young as having umbilical cords still attached to them. And so I've I worked in safe homes with children um, and have absolutely seen that this is a very, very real thing. And we need to not only speak up about it, but to do something about
0: it. Yeah. Uh, the girl you're talking about, repatriate, I'm I, I say, not saying the word right, but bringing back, who was actually an American. Pam was telling me about that and I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, can you give a little bit of her story? I know you can't give her name. We don't want to do that.
1: Yes. I can give very limited information, but what I can say is that she was a minor. She is a black American girl who has just gone through the most unspeakable consistent trauma and that her mother abandoned her and her mother abandoned her in a place where we were at. We found her on the side of the road in a a place that's known for trafficking. The area that we work, especially overseas, it's known for Mm -hmm. trafficking and she was abandoned there. Um, And by someone who was not only supposed to protect her, but who was out there wanting to help as well and volunteer. So it's, it's a horror of a situation, but unfortunately it's not a rare situation by any means. But that just goes to show, while yes, we work with survivors all over the world, You know, people usually think it's the opposite, that people are getting trafficked over the borders into the United States. And while yes, that is absolutely happening, well, it's happening vice versa as well. California is ranked number five were trafficking in the United States. Nevada and Washington are the top two. But in 2019, it was Nevada had like 300 cases while California had like 3000 because we're so close to borders and airports. And so it's it's happening on a daily basis.
0: That, yeah, and I think that's what to me gets super scary (laughs) is to know that it's right in our own backyard. Um, yes. and it could be happening in the house next door. It could be happening in the, um, the, you know, in, in uh, a business down the street that appears to be a massage parlor. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it gets scary to see that occurring.
1: Yeah. And people think that it, it's like taken or, you know, that people only get kidnapped. That's the only way that trafficking happens or it's only in illegal and underground situations. And while those things happen as well, it very normally, unfortunately, it's in restaurants and hotels and cleaning services and, and trafficking out of schools. And while kidnapping happens, it's, it usually occurs through relationship, through the boyfriend effect or the friend effect or through a family member. That's the actual normality of what's happening.
0: Yeah. So talk about what we can do, you know, what you feel like, you know, is the way to a solution to begin to help and make a difference.
1: Yeah, one, what we're doing right now. Uh, making the uncomfortable comfortable in conversation. And I think the Lord really encourages that of us being able to talk to each other about the hard topics of assault and pornography and how our, our society and the culture that our next generation is growing up in is a very over-sexualized technological um, society that you have things literally at the grip of your hands. And so having the conversations, being willing to talk with your kids, someone's going to talk to them. And so, you know, finding ways to have those conversations, talking to your city council, talking to your schools. How are we being aware? Awareness is a huge thing that everyone, everyone can be a part of is the awareness of it. Uh, And, you know, I said it before, but treating them as your own. You know, a lot of times we think, well, it happens to someone else, but it's not going to happen to us. And so we we don't want to do anything unless it's directly going to affect us. But especially as believers, gosh, what would this world be like if we treated every single individual as one of our own that we wanted to protect and we wanted to get passionate about, as well as reporting, you know, the bystander effect. People think that if they see something suspicious, well, either I don't want to assume or I'll let someone else do it. And then no one does it and it continues to perpetuate. And so making sure that you report, 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 there's an app called Stop Traffic um, that you can report on. There's one called Traffic Cam that if you see something suspicious in a hotel that you can report on. And just with local law enforcement, um, as well as staying in your lane. If you do see something, report it, but don't go and try to do something yourself. And I'm talking to this from Cowboy Rescue Mindset, <laughs> Katie, from a decade ago. I wanted to break down doors. Um, Stay in your lane, but also honor your heart posture. Exactly check what you were saying in your message of God knows your heart, and it is within that heart that you can be a vessel through praying. Never underestimate prayer. Prayer is what got this case that we just had to move forward let me tell you my gosh you can give you can find churches that are supporting nonprofit uh, nonprofits that are local and global and you can give and support the efforts of those who are on the front lines and then educate yourself continue to educate to do research to not be so focused on what you believe are the conspiracies, who you believe or don't believe are the perpetrators, but rather the fact that let's focus alone that one of God's children is being trafficked. And that, that is enough for us to do something about it.
0: Yeah, oh, I agree, I agree. And you know what is, I believe that, you know, and know that a part of the gospel is to setting the oppressed free, to setting those who are enslaved free. And so uh, Jesus wants the church to be involved. He wants us to, to take down the gates of hell. And this is one of the areas that we see hell on earth. Um, and so we've gotta be a part of that. We can't hold back. And uh, so by the way, you guys have a website. Tell us about your websites.
1: Yes, yeah, so we have Free Rain, int like international.org on that website. It'll connect you to all of our programs that we have. Uh, but there's also sheerloveinternational.org sure um, so free.org, which is our new website, guys. There is beanies. There are jackets coming. Even I don't <laughs> think I say that yet. Um, the most incredible things that these beautiful men and women have handmade for for people, um, and it's just an easy way that you can support. And then we have our injusticeresponse.org, which is our training program. That's usually in person, but another secret is that soon we're going to be coming out with an online training a six week oh. online training that you can be a part of with small groups by yourself and so that we can all be forever learners. Um, the only person that knows that everything is Jesus. So we can humble ourselves now and know that all of this is like the ocean. We, we barely know any of it. And so we can keep learning together.
0: Okay, I love that. I really do. That is so cool. Well, Kaylee, I do love you. I'm proud of you. My wife thinks you're the best ever. And uh, we just always uh, love hearing from you. So thanks for being with me now. And uh, I look forward to other times of connecting with you.
1: Amen. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Thanks again, God bless you. Hey everybody, I am super excited you got to hear from Kaylee today. And uh, I know you picked up on her passion. I know you could see that here's a person who uh, back when she was a college girl, she said yes to Jesus in an incredible way and has gone on an amazing journey that has meant the difference to so many other people. Uh, to boys, to girls, to people finding healing. And so she knows her purpose and direction in life. And I'm hoping you know that too. So that's a big part of what Crossroads wants to do. We want to help you find your purpose with further take the gifts you have and begin to use them for jesus and let's all make a difference in a world that has so much evil so much hurt and so much pain and needs the light of christ so till we meet again uh god bless you guys i look forward to seeing you on wednesday uh, i look forward to seeing you on sunday god bless you